0: Statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America. Good news for Georgia and the Republican Party. Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan won't be running again for office. He was the one who, along with Governor Brian Kemp, stopped the Georgia State Senate from doing the job they wanted to do on the 2020 presidential election fraud. Duncan's fight against election fraud made him unelectable. His former top aide, Chip Lake, said that Lieutenant Governor would not win another term in office. Lake said, I think he was an accident. And this is what happens when accidents happen in politics. They become one... And done. Now, maybe the Georgia State Senate and House will build up the courage to expose the large-scale presidential election fraud which took place in their otherwise wonderful state. Let them just look at the State Senate in Arizona to find out what leadership and patriotism is all about. A perfect, perfect launch pad for our latest episode of the Battle for 1600. But what is it they say about... Laundry detergent, new and improved. This is the new Battle for 1600. We're going full MAGA. The campaign has already begun. And every week with my esteemed co-host, former strategic advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign, former special assistant to President Trump, we will be giving you the information you need to know about the MAGA machine. Boris Epstein, welcome in studio
1: in studio proud to be here my friend proud to be here. great to see you in person and the second time i'm seeing you this week it was an honor and a pleasure to be on to on be newsmax. on with you on newsmax at eight o'clock on monday i actually had a really long day on monday i was traveling from new jersey back to dc uh by by car by, you know so wake up in the morning pack up the car chock full of stuff. I love
0: to drive. Do you love to drive?
1: I love to drive. Love to drive. Prefer driving. But still, you know, wake up in the morning, got to pack everything up. We've been there for a little bit and the family, the whole thing. We, I'm driving. I get to D.C. and I get a text from Jeff saying, do you want, can you be on the show tonight, at eight o'clock? And I had about seven meetings back to back in four hours before then. But and instantly, said, you said. "And Instantly, I said, you know what? For my friend, Sebastian Gorka. No, no,
0: your co-host and friend.
1: My friend. Friend number one, American Patriot (laughs) Former colleague in the White House. Former colleague and co-host, anything. (coughs) And we made it happen. Cigar buddy.
0: Excuse me. Can you just start with the priorities?
1: (laughs) Okay, fine. Number one, cigar, co-cigar aficionado.
0: Oh, I like that. Gourmand. We need a word for cigar gourmand.
1: Oh, gourmand. That's wonderful. Uh, A cigar gourmand. A bon vivant of cigars. I like it. Uh, And I said, yes, absolutely. And we had a very important segment.
0: We're going to have to touch upon that because uh, we gave you a specific task. You You brought your A game and it was the the updates for the Arizona Maricopa County audit. We got to talk about that. But we are retooling. This is the first episode where we are retooling the Battle for 1600 after more than a year. It's crazy. We are into the 60s when it comes to episodes. And we've decided. I love that. I know, that's crazy. We've decided that there is a... I think there is a gap. There is a lack of information prov- provision outside of the office of President Trump that provides that MAGA update totally. on concrete races. And we're going to be that place. And yes. you've given us a list of races we're going to talk about. We'll talk about the Maricopa update. We'll do that on the radio show as well today. But first, let me, um, let me get your response as a seasoned campaign professional who's worked on multiple campaigns, something that... Uh, Was it VDH? No, it was Lord Black, one of our regular guests on the radio show, Lord Conrad Black, an incredibly astute observer of domestic politics from Canada, presidential historian, has written amazing books on President Trump, on FDR and on Nixon. And he said, you know, it's actually good not good but it is it has become advantageous that president trump isn't on social media it's wrong that he was banned with 91 million followers on twitter alone but this this um, this different way of communicating such as the official statement i just read out the establishment of the office of the 45th president go to 45office.com uh, he has said that th- this form of communication raises his game to a different qualitative level what do you think of lord black's analysis
1: i think it's an interesting point i obviously completely utterly totally disagree with president trump not being kicked off twitter kicked off facebook right. it, it, it's ludicrous it's un-american it's against the first amendment it's wrong all the way around but i do like the statements i think they're elegant i think they're direct and they're, they're I think punchy they're and hot, substantive and they're very substantive and they don't have to and they're not on someone else's platform. They're on his platform. Right. They're his. He owns it. It's direct, and it's very authentic. It's very, very, very authentic.
0: Okay, so uh, we will see how that develops, but you've got to go 45office.com, sign up. We're going to give you the updates on the radio show, on our podcast, but you should be on the president's mailing list. That's 45office. You office. have to be. No, yeah, you have to be. If you're one of the 74 million who voted for him, you... By dint of your decision to vote for him last year, you should be on that mailing list, 45office.com. Okay. So let's go down the races. Let's talk about uh let's talk about wh- where should we start? Missouri, Pennsylvania, Georgia. What's your preference?
1: I think I think Georgia is very important. Okay. Because t- because it goes without statement, right? Right. So President Trump put out a statement about the lieutenant governor of Georgia, Duncan, not running for re-election. His political career is over. Done. Over. Okay? So now, what does that mean? What's next? What's next is Brian Kemp, as President Trump said in that statement. He's got to go. And Vernon Jones today had a very important event in Georgia, has put out a statement and did a live event where he is officially now calling for a full-on forensic audit of the election in Georgia. And he's calling on Brian Kemp, calling on Brian Kemp to call that audit. He's saying, Brian Kemp. Get the get the legislature back. Get the legislature back into session. Get this done. Make it happen. And have an audit in Georgia that's just like the one in Arizona. That is very, very important.
0: Is it gonna happen? No.
1: Because no. of Kemp. Because of Kemp. Kemp is a bad actor here. Kemp does not want to allow it to happen. But is there a chance? Here's what Kemp's thinking right now. I he's looking at a Lieutenant Governor who's not running for election. He's looking at Raffensperger, who got destroyed, annihilated politically. He's looking at Liz
0: Cheney, yeah,
1: who's now a former.
0: G- who's a GOP in Wyoming, censured.
1: Oh, totally. And she's going to have a problem getting reelected, no doubt about it. So he's looking at all of these issues. And what's his, what's his answer? Where's he going to go? What's he going to do? There's no answer. So there's a chance that Kemp gets pushed so hard gets pushed so strong to call the special session that he says, "You know what? I'm just going to call the special session. I'm going to call for the audit and then I'm going to resign."
0: You think that's a possibility? I think
1: there's a, it's a possibility.
0: So the thing with Kemp and I wasn't following, you know, uh, politics that closely in Georgia. I'm super happy that, you know, MTG's there and we've had uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene on the show several yes, times. Yeah. Um, but somebody made this point. I don't know who it was. It was somebody in our In our circle of friends who said, what is what is have you seen what Kemp just posted on social media? And it was this these these grinning photographs of himself at the presidential Christmas party in the White House. And people are saying, how does this happen? How does an ultimate swamp creature like Kemp even get on the list to go to the White House when Donald Trump is the president. That, for me, is it's small, but it's a kind of tactical indicator that the swamp is still too well-connected, Boris.
1: Of course. I mean, he was a sitting governor. He's a sitting governor. And governors get elected to these events, especially when you have a Mm -hmm. Republican president, a Republican governor uh, got invited now. This year, he shouldn't have been invited because we already knew by the time exactly. he was at that That's party that he was not doing the right thing in Georgia. This is an actor in Georgia, in Brian Kemp, who didn't do the right thing. And and with disclosure, I am helping Vernon Jones in, in that run. And Vernon Jones is somebody who's been with us. Somebody who went
0: from being a Democrat to a Republican, who, who made that amazing announcement. On, right? Was it January the sixth? I think it was January the sixth. So. He said, "I'm coming back to my home as a Black American because the history of what the Republican Party did for Black Americans. 100%. It was this emotional statement, yes. and it was a you know, I'm coming home. We've 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 been on the show. We're going to get him back. But that that is, he, and he's very strong, yeah. very strong. But well, I mean, he's, he's, he's
1: charismatic. Very. He's a great guy." You know they're hit, they're they're throwing fastballs at him in uh, in Georgia because they're bothered. I mean, th- there's nothing that bothers the let's be honest, the white establishment in the South <laughs> more than a, a strong a black charismatic black conservative. Right. And when I say the white establishment, I mean both Democrats and Republicans, the Uniparty, right? Because that's what the swamp is. Right. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, you're Democrat. You are for the establishment. That is why Mitch McConnell is so much more co- comfortable with Joe Biden than he is. With President Trump, so what I think is 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 likely going to happen, is Kemp is not is not going to do the right thing. He's going to continue slow walking, slow walking this audit. Continue, you know, saying that he's for election reform, but without actually doing the right thing. And then there's going to be a very, very, very tough primary for him. And I think Vernon Jones is setting himself, especially with his action today. And I, I will tell you this: look for more into into the coming future, not so distant future. How? Uh, where he is saying, Vernon's Vernon saying, the audit is necessary in Georgia. And that puts Kemp in an, in an you know, impossible position.
0: How do we get more? I mean, we'll have him on the show. We've had him before. But how, how do good guys, how does MAGA, get more name recognition for people like Vernon Jones? What does Vernon have to do now?
1: Vernon's got to be active on social media. He's got to book, book himself everywhere. Shows such as yours, with you being the tip of the spear, of the MAGA movement, right? So coming on Sebastian Gorka, you, you know that Sebastian Gorka is the tip of the MAGA spear. When during a meeting of House members, which I heard about, Elise Stefanik is blamed <laughs> by I'm not I may not say the name I may not want to say the name Peter Meister out of Michigan, the the, the Rhino when he, she's attacked for coming on your show. Oh, so
0: and how, how do we know we're the tip of the spear when she's desperate to come on the show before the vote. For the chair, and, and she was, came on the show, and
1: it was important for her to, have, uh, for her to be on the show. I, as you know, I supported her, yeah. uh, very strongly, and I believe that was a great moment for Maga. But the point is this: for Vernon Jones and and other people who are pushing to be in leadership positions, you know, in the Republican mo- movement, Republican Party across the country, being on this show, being on other shows, and you know, I've talked about this. Steve Bannon's got an important
0: show. There's, there's the base loves Bannon.
1: The War Room is an important show, and I'm on there a good amount. There, There is a set of shows, and it's very small. It's you. Yeah. It's Steve. It's Bongino does a good job. Um, and then on TV, I mean, if you look, Fox News is not what it used to be. We both know that. It's not right? the MAGA base. It's not the MAGA base. <laughs> so the MAGA base is now with your show on Newsmax, and there's you know, OANs doing a, a job, and there's others... But it's very different than it used to be. So my point is, if you look at the media landscape for a MAGA candidate, and make no mistake about it, MAGA right now makes up about 90 to 95% of the Republican Party. This isn't, you know, CNN would have you believe, well, you know, maybe it's 50-50. People don't really like that Trump guy so much, right? Wrong. Wrong. Even Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham went on uh, Martha McCallum and said, well, if you kick out Donald Trump, 50% of the party will leave. 50%? In your dreams, that's 50%. At, at, at worst, it's 85 But really, you're talking about 90, 95%. So if you're a MAGA candidate, if you're a MAGA politician pushing forward, you've got to be very cognizant of paying attention to the MAGA outlets.
0: Okay, so we've got to still talk Georgia, we've got to still talk Missouri, but what you just raised triggers in me the, the, this question. And, um, oh, you're triggered. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the phrase did exist before the left tried to take it over. I
1: actually kind of love it, to be honest with you now, because I'll be at dinner with people who are friends of ours, you know, and people, oh, man, this, I'm really triggered as a joke. It's kind <laughs> well, of funny. It's
0: like fake news. Fake right. news was what was used to deride conservative media. And right. thanks to Donald Trump. It went 180. He, to, he, he did a jujitsu on that phrase. So I was, um, you, you triggered me with this concept of how many manga, how many, you know, what's the percentage? What about this issue? And I get it a lot with the calls on the radio show. The percentage, the proportion of the 74 million who have lost faith in the election process itself since November That's... and say, why should I even bother?
1: The number of Republicans, Trump voters specifically, who do not believe that this election was legitimately decided is at over 50 percent. I think that's fair. Okay. At over 50 percent.
0: Now. Well, if 30 percent of Democrats think it was. Right.
1: So. (laughs) Unfair. Overall, you're looking at, I think, about 70 to 75 percent of the country is not fully convinced. Right that this election was carried out correctly. That well, that's
0: is, a weakness, isn't it, for us?
1: That is staggering.
0: In terms of mobilization?
1: I don't think so. I think as long as we have candidates who are calling on the right thing to be done, like the audit in Arizona. So we have to have candidates in Pennsylvania calling for an audit in Pennsylvania. In Georgia, audit in uh, in Georgia. We've got Eric Greitens, who both you and I support. We'll talk about him, yeah. In Missouri, he did an op-ed at Newsmax last week about the importance of the Arizona audit. So as long as we have candidates who are saying loud and clear that we cannot cow down to the Democrats' Democrat repeated efforts to steal our elections— I actually think that is going to mobilize our base.
0: Okay. Let's talk about these last two uh, states. Let's talk about Pennsylvania. What's going on in Pennsylvania, Boris?
1: Very interesting race there. Very interesting Senate race there. Toomey's is retiring, mm-hmm. and you've got right now two candidates, Jeff Bartos and uh, Sean Parnell, who are running. Jeff Bartos is a, a businessman, a very successful, has already raised a good amount of money, and, and Sean Parnell is an American hero who ran against Conor Lamb right. for Congress. I'm not. I'm not involved in the race as of now. We'll discuss, and I'm always. Whenever we do this, I'm going to disclose whether I'm involved or not. But did I you think, hear
0: that he says I am available as of now? As Go. of
1: now. Um, so you know, two contrasting candidates, both very much pro-Trump candidates, uh, and it's going to be very interesting to see. Now on the Democrat side, you've got the current lieutenant governor who is who is running, but then you've got Connor Lamb, who's thinking. Is it that
0: meathead-looking guy? It's the guy- uh,
1: Lieutenant at, um, Governor,
0: um, the bold guy. Frankener,
1: I think, right? Yeah. So he's he's running. Right. And he is a- They like him over there, but they don't love him over there. So, um, it, you know, I think- uh, you know, Fetterman. That's what John Fetterman. Right. He's the big, he's huge. He's like 6'8". He's huge. For me. He's like a Frankenstein. Okay? Very scary, He looks like
0: man. an ex-con. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you said it, I didn't. So the big, so big boy Fetterman is up there, but Conor, Conor, Lamb is now seriously considered running. And I've said this for a long time and I'll say it publicly. I think Conor Lamb is a, is a potential force to be dealt with. Really? Coming out of the Democrat Party. Why? Because he's a kind of a bygone, a, a, a representative of a bygone era. He's a middle, of the, somewhat of a middle of the road demo, Democrat. Now he's obviously are those my,
0: allowed nowadays, no.
1: Boris? He's much more. He's positioning himself that way. Now the reality is he's much more extreme than that. But he's positioning himself as somebody who's still touching the center in some way. He maybe is not hanging out with Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. So I've I've always thought that Conor Lamb ever since he won that race. I remember he won a special. He won the special House race in seventeen. Won again in eighteen. And uh, won again in 20. So I think he's already won three races, if I'm not wrong. Uh, and now he's, he's likely to run for the Senate. So it's going to be a very interesting race. We have to put up a strong, thoughtful, powerful candidate to go up against a Lamb if he runs. Against Fetterman, I think it's going to be, uh, I, I would handicap as an as a easier race for a Republican okay. than against the Cotton Lamb. So my, my message here is this. Do not take Pennsylvania lightly. We have to have the right candidate. We have two good candidates in now. Actually, Kathy Barnett's in too as well. Very good and interesting woman, African American woman, but she's not considered one of the leading candidates. I like her. She's, I,
0: she's a friend of mine. I like her,
1: and I like Kathy too. And I met her, and she's wonderful. But you know, she's a veteran. My job is to is to call to call balls yes, and strikes. Right, so that's why you're here. Balls and strikes. Those those Bartos and uh, and Sean Parnell, two leading candidates.
0: Ms. Let's close with Missouri.
1: Missouri is interesting because there's news last night. that Mark McCloskey is now in and. Uh, so,
0: again, disclosure, I am, who's, who's he? Let's just remind people. Mark McCloskey is the is, trial lawyer who... Is,
1: is the liberal pro-BLM trial lawyer <laughs> who, when there was a mob on his lawn, went out on his lawn and, and him and his wife waved, you know, let's be honest, not so artfully, waved their guns at them as if they'd never <laughs> And they hung.
0: became famous.
1: And they became famous and they got to speak at the RNC and they supported President Trump and I'm very thankful for that. Full stop.
0: But you are working with... I'm working with Eric Greitens. Former SEAL. Navy SEAL. Friend of the show.
1: Purple Heart, Bronze Star, friend of the show.
0: A guy who was taken down by a Soros-funded prosecutor Kim Gardner. in a completely uh, fake, fake accusation. Absolutely. That the evidence just disappeared. How funny.
1: And the prosecutor, was, the, investigator the investigator charged with seven felonies, and now Kim Gardner is being recommended For disbarment, yeah, the prosecutors being recommended for disbarment.
0: So, McLaughlin. So, so how are you feeling about Eric?
1: I feel great. I mean, in the poll that came out from the president's post to Tony Fabrizio, Gritens was up forty-four to nine on the Attorney General Eric Schmidt. He was a nice guy, but his establishment. Okay, let's be honest. The establishment and doesn't fire anybody up. Eric Greitens is a fighter. Yes, you know Eric Greitens strong, and I have a connection. He's Jewish. You know, he's the first Jewish governor of Missouri. I didn't know that. Yeah. And you know, not a lot of not There's a lot of
0: Jewish seals out there. Not I'd a imagine. lot of Jewish seals. Not
1: a lot of Jewish Purple Heart uh, recipients. And I'm very proud of very proud of him as a fellow Jew. You know, and I've, I've followed his career closely, uh, and I'm very happy with where we are. McCloskey's getting some play, but here's the deal. And I I, I, I tweeted this. And I believe you retweeted. I
0: retweeted it. it. Mark
1: McCloskey, after after there was a mob on his lawn went on CNN and his lawyer, while sitting right next to him, said, "Make no mistake about it." My clients, the McCloskeys, support and are behind BLM. Yeah, he
0: genuflected in front of the altar of the extremists. That's it. And now he wants to run as a Republican. How
1: could you be a Republican member of the Senate? How could you be trusted? If, if 10 months ago you are saying you're pro-BLM and now you're this tough guy. And by the way, it's kind of funny, McCloskey, you've seen the inside of his house. The pictures are available. Yes. It's a mansion. <laughs> and he's running like he's got a video of himself in a truck and a plaid shirt. Oh, really? That's it's just, you know, it's not honest. It's not yeah. authentic. And with all the respect to the McCloskeys, but I will tell you that when I asked by Sean Hannity in sixteen on inaugural night, what is the one reason President Trump won? I said
0: one word. It's authenticity. authenticity. Bingo. Doesn't matter where and he Eric was. Got it. Whether he was in Steel Valley, whether he was in Beverly Hills, he connects because he's authentic. My gosh. We packed a lot in there. So that was crazy. <laughs> I, I like, like this new. What do you think? Sean. Get on the mic man. Yes. What do you think of the new and improved? It's it's snappy. And it's full of content. Exactly. It's not just 30 minutes of cigars and whiskey, which is good, too. And that's what the people want. Which one? Content. Content. Also the cigars and whiskey. Oh, the you cigars whiskey. and whiskey. We'll do, a, we'll do an addendum later. Superb stuff. Uh, send If you like it, send us messages through the website, sebgorka.com, S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A. You can DM me. My DMs are open. Are your DMs open on Twitter? My DMs
1: are open. He's an open guy. Come on. Uh, say
0: hi. Boris E.P. Uh, Seb Gorka on Twitter. Reach out. Give us your suggestions. Races you think we should look into. Yes. Issues we should cover. Because it's about you. It's about America. Boris.
1: And even if you if you're a potential candidate, if you, if you're somebody who wants to get yes. involved and have a story to tell. Now, not if you're just sitting around in your mom's basement, you know, I'm going to be the next governor of Missouri
0: or Wyoming. Donald Trump didn't do a lot of sitting around in his mom's basement, that's right. for sure. No, absolutely not.
1: But if you're a serious potential candidate, give us a shout. We'll yeah. take a look.
0: Yeah, reach out. God bless. I love God bless. you. All right. This has been the new episode of the Battle, Battle for 1600. If you like it, write a review, tell your friends, and tune in next week.